Welcome to the Shovel Pass, the NFL podcast for those that need that extra hour of football talk to get them over the hump and through the week. I'm Nick Sawyer, and I'm joined weekly by a few of my closest friends, Will Sawyer, Phil Heim, and Chris Heim, as we discuss all things NFL football from the games of the week, surprises, predictions, high performers, not-so-high performers, and anything else that stands out. Thank you for checking us out, and please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. We sincerely appreciate it. Let's move on and, and wrap up with a look at our uh, our divisions and if we can tie this in with our predictions from the beginning of the season, we'll do a little check in on our predictions and you know maybe uh, poke some fun at those that are uh, <laughs> out to lunch. <laughs> All right, so our predictions at the beginning of the season. Let's go through these divisions. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start AFC or NFC? Let's go NFC. I feel like the AFC is a more intriguing conference overall. All right. Let's do the NFC first. All right. So let's you want to start? Let's start with the best, NFC West. NFC All right, I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> I picked I picked the Niners. <laughs> I thought the Niners Oops. I thought the Niners last season got got screwed with a ton of injuries. They were primed to make a run of the Super Bowl last year. And injuries derailed it. And I thought, coming back this year, everybody's going to be healthy. The team is intact, as good as it was. And they're going to make another run at it. Now, they've also had some injuries this season. But I will say, they look sloppy. They're getting way too many penalties. They're not executing. Jimmy is a mediocre quarterback at best. And they will not be making the playoffs. I think they are cooked. Done. Put a fork in them. So my prediction was wrong. I think they're probably going to end up last in the division, and that sucks to have to say that. But yeah, so you know, last year was was a rough year for injuries, and and you looked at how much talent they had coming off the the previous season and uh, starting the season, they looked really good. So there was this optimism that, oh, if only we had everyone back. Um, unfortunately, regardless of Garoppolo, which I fully agree, he has not played. To me, he has not played like a starting NFL quarterback through four weeks. He's played like a upper-end backup. That's my opinion. Um, but their defense is 22nd in the league for points. Yeah. We're missing Robert Sala. How strange. Yeah, it's it's rough. Their their defense is incredibly talented. They've got yeah. personnel that could be shutting teams down and they're not. And that's the biggest thing so far. See, my only question about the defense though, I know our linebackers are studs and our D-line's awesome. I don't know about our secondary. I honestly don't. I I mean, I know everybody says we have a, a Super Bowl caliber roster and, and, you know, people have been saying it for the last three years. The secondary has always felt kind of, eh, I don't know. Like, you can cover a lot of secondary issues 
or weaknesses with a good pass rush. And I feel like that's sort of what we've relied on. That and, you know, there there's some small glimmers, small highlights where I, you know, I would say Fred Warner is one of, if not the best cover linebacker in the league. Yeah. But he's a linebacker. Right. He can only help out the secondary so much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he covers off some of those guys that exploit other teams when you go up against guys like uh, Travis Kelsey. And most teams just don't have a matchup for him. But Fred Warner is, is a huge tool in those situations, but he still needs the pass rush. He still needs the back end to do their job. He's He's just one guy. Yeah. So anyways, that's where I'm at on the NFC West. I don't think there's a whole lot of, um, uh, like, I, I don't think the Niners are going to make a run at it. The intrigue for me comes back, comes down to the Rams and the Cards, because I think those are the two strongest teams in the league right now. I think the Seahawks have issues. Uh, I think they're going to give divisional matchups a, a, a go. Like, they're always a tough out. This Just any team in this division is a tough out, but... I don't think the Seahawks are um, a Super Bowl caliber team. No, they'll, I think they can play in the postseason, but yeah, definitely not a Super Bowl contender. I think the the surprise in the NFC West is that I had the Cards as the last place team, and they certainly don't look like the last place team, especially after this weekend. I mean, they took out the Rams and they made it look good. So, and that's the thing. That's the key thing to watch for me, honestly, in this division is like, and I said it last week too. Like, this is the MVP division. It's either Kyler Murray or Matt Stafford. And after this past weekend, like, it's Kyler Murray by a hair, just because he's beat Matt Stafford. But there's no, there's no guarantee that the next time these two teams meet, that Stafford won't have the edge again, right? So to me, it's like I really think that the MVP this year will come from the NFC West, and he'll come from the Cardinals or the Rams. Just remains to be seen who it is at the end of the year. Well, that was a great take last week. Honestly, last week when you said Kyler Murray, I was kind of like, what? Yep, and who, who doesn't look so silly now? <laughs> exactly. So and then you uh, said, uh, you know, and then this week happens, and it's like, oh, wow. All right. All right, Phil. <laughs> there we go. He looked good. He looked very good. I'm not necessarily convinced that he will keep that up the rest of the year, but – I've been wrong before, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. To me, it felt like the Cardinals were playing towards the top of their potential this week, and the Rams very much didn't. Um, you know, credit for the Cardinals to take it, taking it to them, and their defense did a really good job, all that. But the Rams, their timing was off. They were not hitting on all cylinders, I think if they meet later in the season, uh, I think I would probably still give the Rams the edge. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. I don't. I don't disagree. All right. Uh, what other divisions do we don't want to talk about? I think some of these divisions we can skip over because they're honestly not that interesting. I, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of what's skippable. Uh, AFC West is. Okay, we'll talk about the AFC West. Let's skip the North because I think the Packers are the... Well, Packers-Vikings, do you think that's going to come down at the end of the season? I mean, I don't think that's no. a surprise, though. That that was what we all predicted. Packers-Vikings and then Bears and Lions are bringing up the it's rear. That's kind of how we're seeing it, right? Like, And, and the question, honestly, that division is, is Detroit going to get a win? Who knows? Like, that's I, I thought, you know, 
uh, Houston might be the only winless team, but looking like Detroit's giving the run through money, right? So that's the only thing. Yeah, we can definitely skip those guys. Yeah, all right. So AFC North and AFC West are interesting, though. Or we no, we're not doing AFC right now. We're just doing NFC. NFC East, yeah. Cowboys are going to win it. None of the other teams don't look all that good. Yeah, I don't know that that's shouldn't be much of a no a competition through the rest of the year. No, not um, really. Honestly, it was a bit surprising to see the Giants come out with the life they had this week, uh, but it yeah. still took OT for them to win. Yeah, and yeah. I was I was on record last week saying they're probably going to lose again and they're, the rest of their season's hairy until they maybe take one against another NFC's team and uh, and then they come out and win, which you know what that tells me? New Orleans is a patently mediocre team. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so are. that doesn't tell me a whole lot about the Giants. It tells me a lot more about the Saints. They're just not that good. Yeah, they, they definitely feel like, even if they feel like they feel like the 2019 Buccaneers. Almost <laughs> just with the more polished Winston. That's it. It's just, it's a more, it's a, it honestly, it's a less mistake prone, but also lower ceiling Jameis Winston. That's what it is. It's the bucks yeah. with the, with the lower ceiling Jameis Winston, yeah. which is fine. You get less of the takeaways, but is Sean Payton really as great without, but that's an interesting that? point. Jameis Winston is that quarterback that you don't get the 35 touchdowns without the 35 picks. Yeah. So you <laughs> if you want the 35 a- touchdowns, there's a cost to that. Yeah, well, and he's not even throwing for a lot of yards. Like really, he's he's throwing short passes, not enough of them, missing a lot of stuff, and he's not throwing interceptions, but he's not throwing TDs. He's not throwing yards. He's a less accurate version of Drew Brees last season when he was a limp noodle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately for them, yeah. Because mainly because not not that he can't throw it deep, which. Breeze couldn't last season, but because he won't, he's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy told coach, him no. Yeah. Coach <laughs> says I'm not allowed to throw it deep. <laughs> yeah, he's kind Sean, of Sean it. Payton. You know how horses have blinders like this. Yeah. Well, uh, Jameis has blinders shading his view from downfield. Yeah, beyond twenty <laughs> yards, he can't see beyond twenty yards. <laughs> Uh, it's unfortunate. Honestly, I, I hope for their sake that they um, unleash him a little bit for better or for worse. Uh, you have an opportunity to win games if you're putting up points. If you're throwing for, you know, 150 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions, it's very difficult to win any games like that against anybody. Yeah, so, I guess so. For better or for worse, to me, I think you have to let him loose a little bit and then try to steer him from there and and get him to bring down the, the takeaways a little bit from that point. But you can't just hamstring him and say, here, you know, yeah. play play super conservative. No, but you got to teach he's him. You got you know, you to teach him not to take the chances that he was taking before. Anyways, let's not talk yeah. about Jameis Winston. Yes. Who cares? <laughs> oh, waste waste of breath. True. Uh, all right. I mean, NFC South: Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Is there really anything to talk about there? Well, That's just- pretty basically what we said. We said Bucks, Bucks number one, and then we were got basically like Panthers and Saints were kind of interchangeable, and the Falcons are bringing up the rear. And I think we're all kind of still there. 
I think so. I think I think the Bucks get better through the year. I think Carolina has a little bit more rough patches. To me, the Bucks are gonna take that division fairly comfortably yeah. by the end of the year. Yeah. I think so. Um, all right, AFC. This is where it's actually really interesting. AFC is far more interesting, I think. The that's AFC that's West. Oh, West, okay. Uh, honestly, three, three, and one teams. Yeah. yeah. Three, three, three and one teams. Yeah. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and the Broncos. Oh, no, the Broncos are... The, They're yeah, three and one. Yeah, the Broncos, <laughs> Raiders, and Chargers are three and one. Oh, how strange. Weird. AC <laughs> is two and two, and they two have and not two. looked all that special. This yeah, week looked they, better, but... But they haven't looked that good. They, they look I, like I, they're still missing something. Yeah. They're really not looking that formidable this year, which is surprising. So uh, I don't expect that to carry. A, I Honestly, if I, I think I'm like, like everybody else. You just keep waiting for them to explode. Yeah, and I mean, like, they put up 42 points this week, but it was against the Eagles and... I don't know. It it still didn't feel like that breakout performance. It still didn't feel like that, you know, explosive world beating kind of performance. In spite of the fact that uh, you know Tyreek Hill had 186 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And impressive. Great. But he had 186 receiving yards, and Pat Mahomes only threw for 278. Only as if, yeah. I I understand, but he he threw for less than 100 yards outside of Tyreek Hill. Doesn't necessarily, no, I I think it's more like how many, how many times did he throw the ball? He threw it 30 times. 30 times for 278. I mean, that's decent. That's, that's good. It's not. Like it's not Patrick Mahomes though. When you're so used to the spectacular with him, when you see him have a good day, you're kind of like, eh, he didn't look that great. Eh, I don't know. Not sure about the Chiefs. <laughs> by any by any other standard, he's that was a that was a good day. <laughs> Absolutely he spoiled us too Absolutely. much. And, anyways, and it was a much. It was a better day than I think they've had the previous three weeks. So. Um, yeah, it's yeah. A step so they're right writing direction. the ship. They're writing the ship. Can I just say the shovel pass, the little, the little softball underhand? Oh man, I mean, it just that that, that just was... seems like showboating. Who do the Chiefs play next week? Because like, imagine being the defense coordinator and reviewing this last week's kind of game film and be like, oh fuck, there's another thing we got to account for now. Like, <laughs> like on their goal, like line next now, week he's going to like... do that underhand. He's going to do that softball underhand and throw it thirty yards to. And then to a corner the route. that he's going to yeah. do a behind the back Jason right. Williams like white chocolate kind of off the elbow yeah. pass exactly. to Travis Kelsey somehow, and it's like, how do you come on? How do you pre- how do you prep for that? <laughs> okay, uh, AFC. I mean, how do we see the AFC West panning out? Are the Chiefs going to come from come back and take the division, I think or the Chargers? The end of the year. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the year, it's it, my the way I look at it is it's just gonna, the Chargers or the Chiefs take the number one spot, and then Raiders overtake the I think Chargers for number two. No, I think, no, I think this is why. I honestly want to think the Chargers are, are they're on ups on, on a tear, and Justin Herbert's amazing. I think this is the year that Derek Carr really starts to peak, and on at this point in their careers, I take I trust Derek Carr slightly 
over Justin Herbert. I think Derek Carr is a, a great quarterback, a very underrated quarterback. We went off on this, I think, last week anyways. But I think him, I trust him and the Raiders slightly more than I trust second-year Justin Herbert oh, playing wow. in the first-year Brand Staley. Then oh, wow. only okay. over the course of the season. Only over the course of the season. But next season onwards, definitely not. In the current year, 2021, I think it goes Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Chargers wow. by a very, very close, very, very close third behind the Raiders. Within a game, probably might be a tie break. And then Broncos end up kind of – it's just you can't you can't be the so, seed in your division with the fourth-best quarterback. It just doesn't happen. And Teddy, so I disagree with you. I, I think Chargers and Chiefs are fighting down to the last week for winning this division. And and I think the, the Raiders come up third. Uh, I think, I think I I'm think, with you on that one, but it might be recency bias because watching the game last night – Herbert looked exceptional, and the Chargers' defense looked really good, and their uniforms looked amazing. <laughs> and I, ju- I just think it's it's a formula for success. But by the way, the Raiders' uniforms last night are terrible. That silver on the silver numbers on silver numbers. I wish they had white, oh, pants. I wish they had white oh. pants. I wish they had white pants to go with it. That'd make it better. But no silver numbers. I'm one of the people that thinks the Raiders need new uniforms. That's fine. Yeah, no, I just think they're alternates last night. Those silver numbers with the silver pants. Oh, I love it. It looks oh, it looks I terrible. Pants, but, yeah. yeah, no, I don't I don't like the numbers. The numbers turned me off, honestly. I thought they looked uh icky. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they lost. <laughs> Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. That's why the Chargers won last night. There's my there's my analysis. Well, and for me, regardless of David Carr versus Justin Herbert, I think San Diego has more talent on their team, particularly on defense, than the Raiders. So going down the stretch, I trust the Chargers more. Um, I think Derek Carr is set to have one of, if not the best season of his career. I still don't know that his team gets him there. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, I will say this. Carr missed a couple of throws last night that were very close. There was a couple of throws that he made that were exceptional, and his receiver – there was one to Ruggs that Ruggs stopped running, and and the ball went over his head. So if he hits on a couple of those deep throws, it's a different game last night. But – um yeah, I don't know. Particularly, I think the Chargers look pretty good. I'm starting to the, think those there's a last, real deal. Those last couple plays where Carr had a man wide open downfield and he overthrew him, and then he turned around and threw an interception yeah. straight to Dermon James. I understand at that point, like, there, there's a different well, risk assessment, but he made the wrong read to Dermon James. Yeah, but James. let's temper it a little bit. James made an, an ex- exceptional jump on that ball. He made an exceptional play. So it, he didn't just throw it to Dermon to James. <laughs> it was the wrong read because at no point did he have anything that looked like separation or was yeah, about fair to enough. be separation. Yeah, fair so I'm not, I'm not saying that it wasn't an incredible play by Derwin James or that you could expect that result from it, but that wasn't the read. That wasn't yeah, the pass to make. Fair and enough. can I just say, now that you you mentioned Derwin James, can I just say that I'm happy he's back and playing at a what seems to be an all-pro level again? Like, he missed the last two seasons with brutal season-ending injuries, and after he basically set the league on fire as a rookie in 2018, 
can we just say that I'm happy I'm hearing his name again in football dialogue? Like, it's well-deserved. I, I always hate seeing yes. guys show promise and get kind of injured. So hats yes. off. That's my man of the week. I know we're not really doing that segment this week, but Derwin James, my dude. <laughs> he, he's All playing right. fantastic football. I like fantastic. the shout-out. Yeah, I like the shout-out. Yeah, that that's going to be a fun division to watch. That's going to be a fun one to see how it, see how it turns out. Okay, Who, uh, who's just, gonna who's gonna lose the AFC East? Uh, <laughs> oh, we've got oh, three geez. one and three teams now. Oh, <laughs> equal, right? Like the Agreed. Dolphins Agreed. are severely limited with Tua. The Patriots seem to be, you know, we don't know what Tua is. Let me stop you right there. We don't even know what Tua is. Except for severely limited, he's, we know that he's he's not back. He's not even playing in general. But how much how much more do you think he's worth than Jacoby Brissett, their backup? I think Jacoby. Brissett I don't know. Back. I honestly don't think Tua has That's started enough games for us to make it a, a, a final what assessment. What does your gut tell you, Nikki? Because my he's, gut, when I look at him play, doesn't tell me that when he played Mac Jones in Week One, even though the, the Dolphins won, I thought Mac played better. And yeah, okay, listen, fair like enough. It. If you want my gut feeling, I didn't think he should have gone top five in the draft or whatever. I never saw it. Coming out of Alabama, I didn't see him as good as everybody said he was. So put him in the Mark Sanchez pile of like, I didn't understand why he got drafted so high. So I hope he proves me wrong. But um, no, I didn't get it. Now, I just don't think he's gotten the opportunity yet to be considered a bust i feel like he's sitting in the josh rosen um dimension right now yeah where it's like he's not gonna get like a legit opportunity to be a franchise quarterback and people are gonna say you're not that guy and move on so it's a bit of the miami effect honestly anyways but yeah, that's uh, that's the way when I when I heard this division, like that's kind of how I look at them, like the one on three teams. I'm like, okay, well, which one of them is ascending, right? Like, I would have written off the Jets this time last week, but then Zach Wilson turned in a performance that you know looked like he might have something, right? So it's tough for me to look again, and that's why I put Miami last because I've seen more tape of Tua and the Dolphins out there, and even of Jacoby Brissett as the, as the quarterback right now. But I've seen more tape of them out there and not being special, but I've seen flashes with with at least Zach Wilson, at least in the Jets. And again, nothing brings me more joy than seeing the Jets struggle. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that I see a little more special from them, and I believe there is more special uh, potentially kind of like down the line out of, that, out, of that, you know, out of his right arm than out of two is left. To me, it's like, I'm not saying that the Dolphins will finish last. I think the Jets are still the worst team overall, definitely. But like, that's kind of where I'm thinking like, man, like are these one of three teams, like which one would I want to be more, like where would I feel more comfortable as a player on one of these teams? And I mean, for me, it'd be the Patriots. Like, I think they're the clear number two. But the, the yeah. biggest story in this division, I would say, honestly, a, is why are the Bills that like so underrated? Like, why is no one talking about the fact that their defense has two shutouts in the first four weeks of the season? How is that? Yeah, and fair. By 70, 70 to nothing, cue to score. How is that not being talked about? Like, the there's no one saying that the Bills because Josh up. Allen hasn't looked that great. But in all honesty, more, but that's even more amazing. Is no, I know. Defense. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. And, this is just and, and defense doesn't get talked about because they lost to the Steelers mm. and the only teams that they've beaten are the Dolphins, the Washington football team and the Texans. Yes, yes. So yeah. until so show me something 
Exactly. Until they show something, until they go up against one of the actual good teams in the league, which they are playing Kansas City this week. Play something better than a JV high school team and beat them, and then we'll talk. And look good doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you just gave Josh Allen... $150 $150 million or whatever hell the hell it was. Like, play like $150 million. Enough said. I mean, somebody who isn't the Texans. Right. Right. All right. <laughs> I say Jets end up at the bottom of that division. I agree with you, Phil. I, I, I don't think their team is good enough to get them out of the basement. Then it's Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. So, no huge surprises yeah. there. No. Uh, AFC North. Biggest surprise is the Steelers, I think, for a lot of people, maybe coming in uh, yeah. uh, last. And that stinkers. That person mainly being a, a certain guy who's not here to defend himself here, who literally thought the, yeah. you know, who laughed when I said the Bengals would finish above him. Uh, granted, I gave you guys some slack for that too. You guys are being objective, but uh, my brother had pure <laughs> emotion putting the Steelers above the Bengals. And I'm like, listen, buddy, just, <laughs> we're not seeing it. And thus far, <laughs> we haven't seen it. So. It's just no. Me. I'm looking forward to the battle for the last play, last in the division with uh, between the Steelers and the the Bungles, the Bengals. The Ravens don't beat them to the bottom, right? <laughs> no, the Ravens aren't going to end up at the bottom. Ravens are too good. I was, I was, yeah. I misjudged. Yeah, I think, the I think, I think. I well, I mean, I know I predicted that the Steelers were in descent. I just didn't realize they were in free fall. Um, yes. So my my prediction was that they would end up third. That's still possible, but honestly, not the way Roethlisberger is playing. He is struggling mightily right now, and the team is struggling along with him. Uh, unless they suddenly discover uh, a run game, uh, I think they're in big big trouble. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Steelers, you know, so uh, final thought on this division. My four-year-old suggested a, a team name change for the Steelers. From this day forth, they will no longer be known as the Steelers. They're the Bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can the, bees, the bees with no stingers. <laughs> <laughs> the bees that don't sting. That's, the, that's... the bees with no knees. <laughs> that's right <laughs> no, there's just one on that team it's, his name is Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> no knees they're gone <laughs> so yeah yeah. bumblebees I, are last I agree um, I, I still think Cleveland takes the division at the end of it um, Baltimore has had flashy moments but uh I think I think Cleveland is actually a pretty good team this year, and I think they end up taking it at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Cleveland's still in the, the driver's seat. I think the Ravens are going to give them a run for their money, though. Yeah, the absolutely. Ravens got their heels, but uh, like I said earlier on uh, my ranting about George, uh, Joe Burrow, I think uh, they'll make it closer than than you think. I think they might even, if anything, split a, like a game with the uh, split the series rather with the Ravens. But I would love that. Cleveland. I would love that. That would be spectacular. I would thoroughly enjoy that. Oh, I want to see Ravens go all purple and Bengals go all orange. Those Bengals <laughs> are just so perfect. On oh, Thursday night, lovely color, the color rush, color clash, and orange crush versus grape happen. crush. 
Yes, please. That needs to happen. We need to have Kool Aid colors <laughs> play on prime, on prime time. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be the best. That'd be that'd be amazing. It's like that Christmas game where uh, who was it? The Jets played the Texans. I want to say the All Reds versus the All Greens. Yeah, it was the Bills the when they Bills. first did the yeah. color. Oh, the Bills. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. a monochrome disaster when blind people couldn't watch. And I'm like, you know what? You're watching the Bills and Jets in 2015. You didn't want to watch that anyway. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst game of the season, and then you couldn't see which color was which. <laughs> and, and the Jets just dis- disappear onto the field, which. Right. To be honest, half the time they do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So terrible. Metaphorically, not visually. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. And then the AFC, AFC South, is there any mystery here? I don't think the Titans are all that good, but I think they're better than everybody else. I think the surprise has just been how like inept garbage. the division has been overall. Yeah. Like the, Titans can, can't get, like the Titans should run away with this division, but they can't. And granted, yeah. they didn't have Julio, they didn't have AJ, AJ uh, this past weekend, but they're not running away with anything. And all the other kind of teams look like duds. Like the Colts, Carson Wentz doesn't seem to – I didn't think that he could turn around the Colts the way everyone else seemed to think. And he's he's even he's playing even worse than I thought he would. Uh, yeah. I don't think he'd play bad by any stretch, but he's like underwhelming my already low expectations anyways. And then the Jags, you know, again, I have my thoughts on how they're going, but even the the – you know, the Texans, the Texans honestly were the most pleasant surprise. Like, I picked them to go to winless. The fact that they even kind of won a game at all in their first week of the season, the fact they even kind of like are showing some kind of fight. Granted, they got absolutely waxed by Buffalo, but <laughs> Buffalo has one of the best defense in the NFL. But again, it's like I'm just pleasantly surprised that they're actually showing fight. I was worried they wouldn't, and it kind of makes me forgive the fact they have a pass running that team. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got to say, I think this division is kind of looking like that division where a team with a 500 or maybe losing record sneaks into the playoffs. Like there's always one of those divisions where you're going, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They're they're this year's and it brings, yeah, it brings up that argument about whether the divisional winners should be guaranteed a playoff spot. So yeah, it's early, 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 uh, indications are this is that division honestly uh, i'm in i'm in full support of the lowest record divisional winner being able to be supplanted by uh, a th- another wild card team that uh, has a better record or how about this making them play a road playoff game instead of a home one if they are like two games lower in record than the person they're playing they have to play on the, on the road instead I agree with that. I don't know yeah. that I want to take a divisional winner with the lowest record and kick them to the curb just for the next team that has a better record because then divisions be nothing. Well, it's not just that. Even if it was just the problem I have with that is that if it's a seven and or if it's like a if it's a losing record, okay? If it's like an 8 and 9 team or oh, I can't do the math anymore. The 17 games is messing with me. Anyways, we'll get if it's it. like a 500 or an, or a losing record, and you knock that team out and say that the next best record gets in, I don't feel awful about it. But if the team has a winning record, like if the team goes 10 and 7, or even 9 and 8, like if if they have a winning record and you're kicking them out for a team that had one win more, but they came third in their division... I'm. I don't feel very good about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That kind of throws the system out the window. That's fair. 
So in, in, introduce a, a optional flash playoff game for for the worst divisional winner against the next best. Oh, so you're talking about like like they do in the Major League Baseball, like these, these <laughs> one game one game wild cards to yeah. to get through. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Uh, the only issue is uh, football just has way more injuries than baseball. So yeah, it's just <laughs> they, they anyways, can't do it the same way. I think it's just, just a necessary evil. Yeah, it's just a necessary evil. You got some mediocre team that's going to get into the playoffs every year. All right, so I think we can wrap it up there. Is there any kind of like quick hot takes or quick quick notes or you know you want to jump out there before the end? I, I got I got a couple of quick ones. But, I got nothing. I kind of got my ranting done with. Oh, that's great. Yeah, with uh, with Bucks uh, Bucks Patriots, so I'm I'm good to go. All right, so I'll just say, apparently, I I read this this week. Apparently, the Raiders are still undecided on to whether as to whether to commit to Derek Carr long term. Wow. <laughs> they, they need him to show some more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we don't have to deep dive that. We already talked about Derek Carr. I, I think we're all on the same page that, that that's. That's ridiculous. That seems, yeah, that's that's pretty foolish. But um, some team's going to be happy to have him if if the Raiders decide to go in another direction. And you know what? Maybe it's best for him if he goes and plays for a better team, <laughs> better run, better coached. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and if okay, we're not. I know we're not doing Man of the Week and Donkey of the Week this week. But I got to finish with this. If I had to give Donkey of the Week this week, it's to Aaron Rodgers' hair. Okay. Oh, God, it's gross. It's so terrible. That guy looks like he ties his clothes to the end of a stick with a bandana and hops on the last boxcar <laughs> of the midnight train. Like he's that's straight up hobo chic. It's just terrible. California I, bum. <laughs> it's not even California. It's all scraggly. Like he looks like Nick Cage in Con Air. Or like, uh, what's the what's the Swedish guy from Prison Break, and always plays the the greasy, greasy individual? <laughs> yeah, it's I just mean? I don't know. It's like it's it's almost verging on Scullet. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's getting a little old to be rocking hair that long. His hair's his hair's not quite as thick and lush, luscious as no. it should be. Anyways, uh, that's it for me. That's it for me. Sorry, I had to make a special mention of his. Needs to get a haircut and get a real salad. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think right, we ran long, week. but that was great. That was uh, that was another good one. So thanks for showing up. Thanks for your insights. Thanks for your rants, your hot takes, and uh, thanks for watching football. I yeah, actually yeah. have a chance to watch some fucking games for the first time <laughs> in a few weeks this, uh, in live, especially on Sunday too, so can't wait to actually buckle down and watch some ball. Like well, that. I can't wait to see what prepared Philip looks like after we've <laughs> yeah. actually watched some football because yeah, you, do, you any, do pretty well for yourself, man. You always seem very prepared and researched. Say, man, so. If anyone's actually listening to these, like, please do not fact check me because I'm pretty sure my accuracy on that is like 40% of that. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we need to <laughs> add a little, a little, a little asterisk to all of this saying like, yeah. don't fact check any of us. This is <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the seat of our pants talking. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. Thanks.
Talk to you later. We'll see you next week. See you next week.